0: Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technology and strategies with leading experts with the goal of maximizing the value of data across your organization. If you haven't done so already, please follow or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel to stay tuned in.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our SAP Let's Talk Data podcast series. This episode today is called Managing and Maximizing Data and Human Capital Management. My name is Camilla Daliam. I lead SAP's BTP ecosystem monetization, where I have the privilege of talking to partners all the time about how they're innovating with BTP technology. I'm the host of today's podcast, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by a colleague from SAP's partner, Accenture, to talk about this topic. But I'm going to let him introduce himself, Ari.
0: Is Camilla. Hey, folks. R. Eleven here, um, sitting just outside of Toronto in Canada. Been with Accenture for 15 years or so. Almost all of that in the SAP HCM and SuccessFactors space. I say I wear a couple of different hats: solution architect, um, delivery lead, pre-sales lead. But um, yeah, kind of kind of used to doing it all. Um, and worthwhile mentioning, also, Camilla, um, I represent. A specific organization within Accenture called Accenture Software for Human Capital Management, and we have been in the business of extending SAP solutions for a long time now. You know, so in the ECC space, we created ABAP bolt-ons to SAP HCM to kind of fill gaps as we saw them, our customers saw them, or SAP yourselves saw them. Um, and then when uh, SuccessFactors was acquired and at the time the NetWeaver Cloud Platform was offered as a platform as a service, we jumped on the bandwagon immediately because we knew it was important for uh, us to be able to help our customers by extending so, uh, success factors. So now very happy partners uh, utilizing BTP to the to the best of our capabilities and also happy that we've probably been the longest partner with you folks doing so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's where our paths cross. So you're doing exactly what we want our ecosystem to do. You're developing innovations on BTP for the benefit of our customers. So thank you for for doing that and for being a partner um, for so long. So thanks again for being here today. I know you're going to be sharing your perspectives on several topics. Human capital management, obviously, that's the title and name of this episode. Also platform technologies, BTP in this case, partnering, and most importantly, your customers, which are also our customers. So let's start with this, we've had a long-standing relationship between Accenture and SAP that goes back over 40 years. And during that process, Accenture has become one of SAP's leading business partners. And we work together on lots of different things, a variety of topics, all the way from product innovation to development to delivery. And when it comes specifically to human capital management, I would say what, what I've seen is things have gotten a lot more complex So human resource professionals, they have a lot more data at their fingertips, a lot more requests, things are happening fast, and they're also at the same time managing multi-landscape, multi-system landscapes. So within that context, when you think about the customers that are using SAP ERP, human capital management, HCM, our systems, and that they want to be more effective, more efficient, um, but at the same time, they want to make sure that they're doing what they can to minimize risk. And they also want full flexibility, you know, with all that, you know, backdrop, they want full flexibility to adopt next-gen software and take decisions quickly. What do you think about that? And what are you seeing? And what do you think the main human resource management or capital management um, challenges are that Accenture is seeing with the customers?
0: Yeah, look, so we'll stay focused on data here. And what I would say is that... Um, you know, we're we're following the success factors life cycle. So if you think about it, what we used to do a decade ago was we really focused just on data migration. All of our customers were worried about how do I take my kind of my HR data and move it from, you know, our SAP HCM on prem systems into the cloud and success factors, and that's kind of where we did the bulk of our work um, and still do a lot of that today, by the way. Um, but I think that what we're seeing more and more is a focus as customers become more mature on kind of two specific areas. And I'd say one of them is data security, um, and that's pretty clear with um, regulations like GDPR California protections, et cetera. Um, And then the other kind of big area that we deal with is data quality. I think that there's a major realization from organizations that data is the lifeblood of a company um, and you know human resources, human capital management is also the lifeblood of a company. You put the two together, and now you have an extraordinary an extraordinarily important topic, which people really have not focused on so much in the past outside of let's make sure we pay our our employees properly. So now that kind of conversation is is becoming much bigger, much more holistic um, and focused on getting the best results so that companies can use that data to make accurate decisions. And clearly still pay their employees properly. Uh, but but lots more focus there today.
1: Mm. Yeah. So you mentioned before I, I posed this last question and and uh, just want to go back and stress that for everybody that you are representing SAP, ICPS, excuse me, Accenture's software unit. This is not the services or delivery or consulting or anything like that. SAP. ICPS, <laughs> Accenture, um, we are such good partners that I am just mixing up our names, but um, Accenture has a specific unit dedicated to software to to develop and deliver um, software solutions for customers. And in this case, um, HR, human capital management. So this unit, Accenture Software, has been instrumental for us to ensure for our customers that SAP Solution, our success factors, allows our customers to be intelligent enterprises and to address modern challenges that exist out there. So you talked about data as well. How does data fit into these challenges and does it add to the challenge or does it also the availability of data? Does it also help you address some of those challenges that your customers face?
0: Yeah, look, excellent question. Um, I would say that um, data has always been kind of top of customers' minds. The challenge is that um, to be able to really tackle this problem of data quality, let's say, um, which by the way is a small piece of a, a broader conversation on data governance, which you know we can we can set aside for another day. but to be able to tackle those it really requires a lot of time and effort, right We need to spend the time or our customers need to spend the time to understand what the problems are with their system. And you know I have some customers who are really great in in, in this regard and are able to kind of devote time and attention to really building this capability, this understanding of, what their data looks like and what good data looks like, but I also have more customers who love the idea, understand the importance, but can't devote the time and energy that they need to really get great results. Right, mm. so I'd say that um, a lot of the work that we're doing is understanding that um, that customers you know have less uh, resources to be able to work with, but really kind of need more in this space. So the question becomes: What do we? What technologies do we bring to bear? to be able to kind of help to move this problem forward you know we know that um, this is not the situation where all customers have different data problems as a matter of fact most customers have very similar issues as it relates to their success factors data we also know that now with you know amazing new technologies you know whether it's ai or diving a bit deeper going into data sciences um, there are ways for us to be able to kind of tackle this in a way that may uh, really reduce the burden and effort on on customers as it relates to these these large investments. And so that's what we're exploring now.
1: Talk a little bit more about that. So a lot of companies and industries are taking advantage of machine learning and AI. Um, and it's nice to hear that you are as well. Could you give some examples of, of how you're doing that?
0: Yeah. So we're we're actually kind of shifting the way that we look at this problem. You know, we used to sit down with customers and say, okay, well, let's Let's have a workshop or a couple of workshops and discuss, you know, what what specific data you capture and you know the requirements around how you capture that data and what what makes it good or bad data, and then work to kind of configure and and build and test those requirements uh, to give customers a handle on what their data looks like. Okay, mm. um, but now what we're doing is we're we're finding that we have the ability to be able to use an AI to kind of scan big sets of data without being specific uh, to fields or requirements. And what we can do is we can kind of use, um, like you said, machine learning and data sciences and various probabilities to be able to understand where there's outliers in the data, where there's little pieces of data here and there that don't necessarily make sense when put into context with the rest of the data set. You know, a good example is, um, if I know that uh, everybody who works at Accenture needs an email address that ends in, in at accenture.com, but I've got one or two people out of, you know, 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 who don't follow that logic and have some other domain for their email addresses. That's probably a, an issue. And I don't really mm-hmm. need a business person to tell me that that's an issue. I can, I can mm-hmm. you know, have some smarts to understand that that's an outlier and call that out for, for a customer. Um, and that's the approach that we're taking. And what it does is it really kind of reduces the burden on the business um, to say what used to take us you know, months and you know weeks and months and years, depending on size and scope of the organization, may now take us uh, hours and days and weeks, which is really a crazy, crazy proposition mm. to be able to kind of have those dramatic uh, reductions in effort. Uh, but more importantly, um, to be able to kind of call out and have a better understanding of data um, without needing to kind of push all that investment into place. So, a much quicker view as to what the state of data quality is, and that's that's really super exciting to me.
1: Mm, that's great. Are customers getting used to that as well? They now want everything that quickly?
0: Uh, it, so, absolutely. Look, I would say that um, the, the technology itself is not new. To me, it feels like it's an older technology, but really kind of, you know, uh, if if most people think about this idea of machine learning and AI and data or databases, they think of, you know, kind of, a couple of people, you know, shut up in a in a room, you know, poring over numbers from a database, trying to understand if there's any technical patterns that they need to kind of decipher. Whereas I think what's really interesting now is we're really seeing the functional business application of these technologies to the to the point where you know these tools they utilize these technologies, but it's really functional business users who are the ones who are absorbing the results from these. These kind of scan, these AI scans Mm. and and the the associated findings, um, and using them for business purposes immediately, as opposed to needing to have interim translation layers um, or or to really kind of have uh, technical folks kind of try to explain the results to them. And and that's the real difference now is we're really starting to see those functional business applications.
1: Mm, yeah, that's great. So um, we are just so grateful that you've been, and we, we uh, love the fact that you've been applying this knowledge and this skill and, and all this development to SAP success factors. So that's great. That helps our customers stay relevant. That helps them manage risk and, and remain competitive. Um, now we're going to get to my favorite part, which is BTP. How does BTP fit into your solution and how does it fit into to what you offer your customers?
0: Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll remind you. Uh, I mentioned earlier that we were like the very first partner that jumped on the BTP wagon, right? Way mm-hmm. back when, uh, before we, long before it was named BTP. So we're we're big fans. Um, you know, this is what we use to enable uh, our extensions that we provide to customers. Uh, but more importantly, I think is this idea that when we're using the BTP, um, as opposed to some other platform as a service. Um, what it does is it really fast-forwards the conversation for everybody, right? Because mm-hmm. customers understand that using the BTP and the success factors extension framework that uh, that USAP has provided, um, what it means is, number one, they don't really need to think about security because it's all cut, kind of tied into success, existing success factors role-based permissions. Uh, they don't need to worry about integration because that's automatically set up through the, let, let's say, the standard tools that uh, BTP brings to the table. They don't need to worry about architecture because – you know, again, um, this is all wrapped into the existing architecture in SA- in the SAP multi-cloud strategy. Um, so we really start from just the software as a service premise, where we're providing a business case for functional business users to understand. And we can focus our conversation efforts on that piece and not on a lot of the important pieces that um, you know, take a long time to be able to kind of talk through with customers but we can really fast forward that and that's what's so interesting to us and really makes our lives significantly easier and our customers lives significantly easier because there's that basis of trust there's a foundation already in place that allows us to build off of and focus on the functional use cases that's what that's mm-hmm. what i really love about btp um, and it's been great to really kind of see things evolve and become more and more integrated uh, over the course of a decade to where, Mm. you know, our extensions really just feel like a piece of the SuccessFactors platform Um, for both us and our customers. It's really amazing to see.
1: Mm. That's great. It's great to hear. Thank you. Um, So you've talked a lot about customers and some of the benefits that you're delivering to customers. What are some business outcomes that you've seen and what's the feedback you're getting from customers as well?
0: Yeah, so look, this new AI data, AI-driven data quality tool that, that uh, we've just actually released, what's happened when we put it into place is we stand it up for our customers. You know, it might take something like a day to do, and we press the button without configuration, and the customer sees these results immediately. We're talking within hours in terms of a view of what their data quality looks like and where there's concerns and follow-up and feedback that needs to be kind of investigated. And to look at the shock on their faces as they understand, mm-hmm. wait, I thought I had a project, or you know, I thought I need a couple of weeks worth of work here, and I'm seeing everything right now, you know, like a day after we installed, as opposed to weeks, months, years. Um, that's pretty amazing to see. L- like the business case is immediate, as opposed to being um, weeks weeks away from being fulfilled. So yeah, I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing customers turn this on, st- stand it up, press a button, and we're seeing results like business relevant important results um, that have an impact on the bottom line immediately and I think that that, that idea uh, really kind of shows that you know we're on the wrong we're sorry we're on the right track as it relates to really trying to reduce time and effort for our customers implementation and take them straight to the business value that we're providing um, which is better data for our customers better data with which to make decisions with better data uh, so that we don't pay employees incorrectly It's really great to see that that runway kind of collapse um and i think it's a i actually think it's a big sea change in how data quality will be dealt with in the future Mm -hmm. for customers and we're kind of we're right on the on the edge here so it's it's exciting to see Mm -hmm.
1: yeah definitely the right path so uh thank you for sharing that i this is exactly what partnering is about is two companies coming together sharing their skills their technology their um services and for the benefit of the customer. So that's great. And I think that sets a great foundation for the next 40 years between SAP and uh, Accenture. So thank you again for being here. I appreciate that. And to the audience, thank you for listening to the podcast today. To learn more about Accenture and SAP, please see the links in the description. And if you enjoy this podcast, check out the rest of the SAP Let's Talk Data series. See you next time.
0: We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Check out the show notes for additional links to information and please subscribe or follow to join us on the next episode of Let's Talk Data presented by SAP.